Today's episode is sponsored in part by Henny and Rue. Henny and Rue is a monthly subscription box made by a chicken keeper for chicken keepers. Each month, the box includes products to help build up your poultry first aid kit, as well as new treats and coop products to keep your flock healthy and happy. And it all shows up right to your door. There's always something fun for the chicken keeper, too. So go to honeyandroot.com and save 10% off your first box when you use code DRINKANDFARM. As a subscriber, you can also visit the honeyandroot.com shop to purchase select items and save 10% off everything. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. This is my part. (laughs) Ooh, that got a little messy. That's what she said. (laughs) Gosh. Hmm. Well, hey there, Sam. Oh, hi, Bev. We're off to a great start. I mean, what can I say? What did you open over there? I opened a, gosh, it's so messy over here, Seventh Sun Brewing Company, and it is Decorative Gourd. And here I will show the can to the YouTubers because it's very, very pretty. So this is an ale brewed with roasted butternut squash and spices. Mm, very seasonal. It is. I have been very excited to drink this beer, but I'm not going to lie. I almost skipped it and just went straight to the Christmas beers because they were at my grocery store yesterday and I was oh, real excited. <laughs> I need to go get some Christmas beers too. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you open over there? So I opened a Samuel Adams Jack O Pumpkin Ale. Mm. And it is deemed on the back of the label the perfect fall beer. So it is kind of a basic pumpkin type thing. But, you know, you got to drink them while you got them. I mean. So that's what I did today. Life is short. Drink the beer you want to, when you want to, regardless of its season or not. No judgment here. I did pour it into a coffee mug. (laughs) And it's our Give Zero Clucks Christmas mug. So I feel like that's perfect. I'm transitioning from one season to another today. Uh, I'm wearing one of our old Christmas shirts. This is one of our first year Christmas shirts, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep, there it is for the YouTubes. Yes. (laughs) So go check out our holiday shop while we're talking about it, guys. Yeah, for sure. Pause us and go look up drinkandfarm.com slash holiday 2021. There it is. Shameless plug. Yes. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla Wood, and she is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So, cheers, lady. Cheers. All right. It is time for this month's Henny and Rue Corner. And for all of you on YouTube, we're going to do a little unboxing so you can see what we got, and we'll talk through it as well for our listeners. Okay. So, Bev, what was your favorite thing in the November box? 
Oh my gosh, the November box was really, really cool. I'm gonna steal your favorite thing though. Um, <laughs> Knew it. Because we can share, right? Yeah. Look, I don't know what it is about these sea salt Ugh. caramels. They're like the most amazing thing ever. I told Sam I was gonna open them and just eat them while we were recording and put myself on mute. That's how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> and so I wait good. for them. Every year, because as far as I know, you can't get them anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do some detective work. There is an email on here. <gasps> what? So maybe you just have to email this person. Oh, that's a possibility. Well, I guess we know what we're doing later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plans made. Yes. What was your favorite thing out of the box? So I was a little confused at first by this item because I did open this earlier today. I found a bracelet in there. And I was like, did somebody that was packaging this lose their bracelet? Because this is really (laughs) cute. And then I looked at the little card in the box that tells you what you get. And it's egg yolk and adventuring beaded bracelet. And it says a piece for your fall jewelry collection that subtly says, I'm a chicken keeper. Oh, yeah, I like it. So it is. It's cute though, because it is very subtle and yeah. I'm a fan. I don't do a lot of jewelry stuff, but this is cute. Mm-hmm. This I'll do. Yeah, I dig it. So the next item in the box, and we actually got two of these. Thank goodness, or at least I did. Maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> did I get two? <gasps> you got the bonus box. Oh, I only hey. got one. Well. <laughs> Look at I'm I'm the favorite. You are. <laughs> Gosh darn it. So uh, this is the Henny and Rue three in one vitamins, electrolytes, and probiotics for poultry. We're in the middle of a transition season. Every time we get one of these, we talk about how important this stuff is. Put it in your waters. Your chickens will thank you. It will help them get through the transitions. And I always keep a couple packages of this on hand because any sick or injured chicken I get gets this as their water and they like it. Yes. One of the other things we got is Hen Healer Multipurpose Ointment. And this is great for injuries and frostbite prevention. So it's that time of year. It's starting to get a little chilly. So great thing to have on hand. We also got this Mealworms Cluck-O-Nut. And it's amazing. (laughs) Yes. It's a coconut. It is stuffed full of things. Your chickens will go crazy. Over And the best part is this coconut is reusable. So once they're done, take this coconut and then you can refill it with whatever you want. So I have like, it's like a bacon fat and Mm -hmm. grublies and like seed mix thing that I do that I've made donuts for my chickens out of. You could totally make that and just like slap it in the coconut. Yeah. Put it in the freezer and then give it to them. I love that. We also got this Biozyme Defense Boost, which promotes speed and water intake during times of stress. So say all of a sudden it's 10 degrees at night, maybe put that in your chicken's water. Give them a little boost. They'll thank you for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and these are super cool and super cute too. We got labels for yes. egg cartons, and they are just... So cute. They even came with the safety labels that you can stick to your egg cartons if you sell your eggs, which is really great. So this company actually creates these labels. The company is called Chicks and Charmers. Um, and so you can have <laughs> custom labels for your uh, 
for your egg cartons printed by these folks. And they're super cute. They look like they're easy to peel off and slap on. I don't really sell eggs yet because I'm an egg hoarder and I just eat them all. (laughs) (laughs) There are worse things you could hoard. But the next time somebody does something really nice for me, I can always drop off some eggs for them in these cute little cartons just to like make the gift extra special. I mean, the eggs are what they're really getting, but everybody likes cute packaging. Yes. The last thing in our box is this Bee-tastic herbs. So this is a chicken treat in coop herbs that includes dried insects, dried flowers, and bee pollen. Yummy, Bee yummy. pollen has been showing up in a lot of things lately. <laughs> Must be like the new coconut oil. <laughs> I think it might be. Yes. So that was our November box as a rebox after the unbox. And like we opened the show with today, if you're interested, go to pennyandrew.com. Use code DRINKINFARM to get 10% off your first box. We haven't seen any spoilers for December yet, but I'm going to guess with the holidays up coming up, there's some cute stuff. There's also the winter box. If you want to check any of that out, go to honeyandroot.com. That's right. November is a month where we remember to be grateful. And I'm super grateful that we always have for Saturday Lime on hand to help keep our coops and barns fresh between cleanings, especially since the holiday season is upon us and it can be tough to stay on top of it all this time of year. You just sprinkle it around like it's holiday cheer and it helps keep the stink down and the bugs out. You can also use for Saturday Lime to create a barrier around your home, your boots, and your firewood to keep unwanted bugs away. And it can be used in water tanks to balance out the pH in the water and prevent algae growth. With so many uses, you really can't go wrong using the safe organic lime. Just go to FirstSaturdayLime.com and use code DRINKANDFARM at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. So today we're going to talk about the pros and cons of owning male goats, a.k.a. bucks. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because we both now have them. And there are a lot of pros and there are also probably about the same amount of cons. (laughs) And you really have to love goats to have bucks, I think. (laughs) I think so, too. And I think this is going to be a really good conversation, especially for those who maybe have started their goat herd and they're trying to decide what they want to do for a goat breeding program. And also maybe for those who haven't taken the leap quite yet and they're making their plans. Because one of the things that we've learned and we've talked about a lot on this podcast is how when you can plan ahead for the bigger things that you know you want to do on your farm, it's just going to make your life easier in the long run. So this is a great conversation to start with if you aren't sure if butt goats are for you. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So we'll we'll get the cons out of the way so we can end on higher notes. Yeah. And the first one's pretty obvious. They smell real bad, especially this time of year. Well, yeah. and it's not just that they smell. They smell and they feel gross. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> not only do they smell and they feel gross, But everything that they come in contact with, that stench just permeates. So Mm -hmm. your clothes, 
your boots, even if they are knee-high plastic boots. Like I went out there and I was using my feet to stop them from like going around the gate. And so they like rubbed all across those boots and then I slipped them on later for something. And I was like, what's that smell? I was like, oh my God, it's my boots. (laughs) (laughs) So for anybody that doesn't know why they smell, bucks have a penis, obviously, Mm -hmm. that usually stays inside their body unless they want to use it. But this time of year especially, they extend that out, even if females aren't really in their pen with them or around. And then they do this really cute thing where they, like, cock to the side, no pun intended, and uh, squirt urine in their face. Mm -hmm. Or at another goat, or at you, if you're not careful. I, knock on wood, have not been peed on, but my husband has. Oh, I've been peed on already, and I've only had butt coats for a few months. (laughs) Oh, congratulations. Oh. So that's why they smell. Apparently the ladies like that, or something. They do, and I've seen it. I've seen a lady goat not be interested until he has done that thing, and then they perk up, and they're like, oh. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean it? Here, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So there is a biological reason for it. They're not doing it just to be gross, but it does require that you plan ahead. So, like when you're going to do chores and you're going to have to deal with the bucks, you want to make sure that you're not wearing the clothes that you're like going to have to go to work in or run a meeting in or like spend the rest of the day in. My plan is actually I'm going to get a pair of overalls that just hang on my coat rack outside next to my coat. And I'm going to start just pulling those on in the morning over my clothes. So I'll order it one size bigger. So that way I can go handle them and take better care of them and not be worrying about getting smell on me so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, that's why like, I don't typically wear like fleece pajama pants and I usually do chores in my pajama pants so that I can come inside and change into the pants that I'm going to wear for the rest of the day, just in case. So that is why I'm a fan of pajama chores, especially this time of year. Because you just don't know. Most of the time they leave me alone because they're preoccupied with their food, which I can dump over the half wall and not deal with them. But like even picking up their door because it just slides right in and comes out, like that smells like goat. So mm-hmm. if that falls on me or something, then... Yeah, I'm probably going to stink a little. Yeah, that is why I'm glad my sense of smell is returning after COVID because I didn't know if I ever smelled or not. And like, who's going to tell me? Like, maybe Matt, but his was gone too for a while. (laughs) As they only your best friends will tell you. Yeah. You smell like butt goat. (laughs) Exactly. The next con of owning a male goat or a buck is that you need to have a permanent area away from your does for this guy and he can't be alone either so like you need a permanent area and he needs a friend right (laughs) so either another buck or a weather yes either will do i would recommend from my own personal experience i would recommend another buck Mm -hmm. because the buck will turn the weather into his bitch Yes, I was just going to say that. It's a sad life. <laughs> and it's sad. For that weather friend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whereas with the buck, like, they're, they're, one of them's going to be the alpha, but 
the other one at least has the hormones to drive that fight. He's got the, literally, he's got the cojones to back it up. (laughs) Yeah. They're pretty inappropriate with each other also. Yeah. Like, so just be aware. But it's mutual. Yeah, it's mutual. (laughs) Neither of them seems to be bothered by it. It's like a show out there all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, though, one of the things that I wasn't really prepared for now that they're both full-sized is that they will butt heads to the point that somebody's head could start bleeding. And I think one of my goat's buck's head is tougher than the other one. So Mm. it's usually poor little waffles that ends up with the bloody head. But it scabs over. It's fine. Just keep an eye on it. One of the other things, too, is just butting heads and a blood vessel broke in Toot's ear. And it, like, filled up with blood. And you can either have it drained or it's just going to shrivel up since we're not showing our goats and it doesn't effect like create a birth defect or anything like that that was just another gross thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah like you said they can't be alone so you have to also prepare for what that means for both the goats in there yeah and not only do they have to have a permanent area away from their ladies there are some things that you want to keep in mind you want to make sure that it's strong enough to keep them from busting (laughs) into their ladies i'm pretty sure twig climbed the gate into the doze area one day it was like so many things had gone wrong here that week i don't even think i shared it to instagram like i just walked out there and just one of my bucks is just in with all the does and i was like well that's par for the course right now. And mm-hmm. like, it didn't even strike me as anything unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed him and put him back where he belonged and he was fine. And he hasn't done it since then. So maybe he didn't climb the gate, but the gate wasn't open or anything. Cause that's happened. Cause I tend to just kick gates behind me. Oh. And since they're next to each other, if it bounces back, especially if I'm doing chores in the dark and I don't see it, like then everyone's just mixing and, And if you're really trying to plan your pairings and your goats, birds, and all of that, it can be really frustrating. So I have no idea if Twig ended up surprised knocking anybody up. But at the time, I had already exposed everyone once. So I was Mm. just like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he could have just been in there terrorizing the ladies. Probably. Yeah, they they looked very annoyed. You know that face. Yes, I do. And they can breed through the fence. It has happened. I don't know. So it's important to remember, too, that, you know, you have to think of your setup for what you're willing to put up with, I think, is the word that I'm always looking for. It's whatever you're willing to deal with on your farm. And so my does are actually going to move over to the donkeys, and the donkeys are moving over to where the does are, so there will be one pasture in between the bucks and the ladies. I mean, that's just for my peace of mind because I'm a control freak like that over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we'll talk about today, I'm sure there's more cons, but we wanted to kind of keep the list short and sweet the cost of feeding. So, for him and maybe his pal or pals, depending on what you want to do. So, there's that extra cost you have to consider. So one of the articles I read said it could be roughly between three to $400 per year. And that really depends on the breed and what exactly like your feeding program is. That seems like a lot to me, but I've never sat down and figured out what I spend per goat mm-hmm. because I'd probably crawl under my desk and start drinking if I did that. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. I mean, your hay bill probably won't change that much 
for one extra goat, if, especially if it's a Nigerian dwarf like we have. But if you feed any kind of pelleted feed, that you might see a little increase there. Just keep that in mind because that is super important anytime you add a, an animal. Like check what those feed prices are, especially right now because everything's up about a dollar or two where I'm, I'm at. Everything's up and I'm having a harder time finding things. My goat yep. feed hasn't been at the feed store the last two times I've been there. <sighs> so I'm starting to think that I'm going to have to switch to something else yeah. in the interim if I run out before I can find more. You could order it. Yeah, I can. And that's going to that's next on my option. I'm trying to just reduce the number of things I have delivered by mail because it's so much like the poor UPS guy is here all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unload the ships then. <laughs> right. I know. It's true. It's true. I don't know if that's the problem for feed or not. Like I should probably figure out where my feed comes from or even like the bags. It could be the mm-hmm. bags. Who knows? It could be the bags. Yeah. There's so many things in the supply chain that affect those kinds of things that it's hard to say what yes. exactly the holdup is. But in addition to the cost of feeding your goat, also think about the time that it's going to take to care for another goat. Mm. It's another hoof mm-hmm. you have to trim hooves on. Another hoof. It's another goat you have to trim hooves on. Another pasture you have to bring feed to because they can't live with the does. Um, don't do that to your does. <laughs> no. So it's another place to deliver food. It's another place to maintain. You might have to muck it or move a house or, you know, however you do your your setup and more minerals. You have to keep that mineral dish full, especially for your bucks, because they require more nutrition than your weathers will because of what they do. So just, you know, kind of keep that in mind and how it's going to affect your routine. And if that's something that you want to do twice a day, every day for the rest of those goats lives. Mm -hmm. So now we'll talk about the pros because there are benefits after we just talked a lot of crap about bucks and one of those is that and we've kind of talked about this before is having one around makes it easier to tell when your does are in heat because they'll be super attracted to him and yearn for his affection so maybe stand by the fence closest to where they are and scream their little heads off if they're extra like expressive i've had one doe because my does and bucks share a fence line just like slide her body across the fence and like put her vagine right there (laughs) and I'm like that's how it breathes through the fence but he can't quite yeah position himself if you're on YouTube you can see me doing weird things right now (laughs) so I'm not sure what if that would be successful or not for them but yes she has done that before I've only seen her do it once and now she just screams and stands there so Um, Yeah, it's a lot easier to tell because that source is close by. Yeah. And they know it. They do. I've got one standing out there right now, and she's leaning her body on the fence. I haven't seen her back up to it quite yet. (laughs) But I saw her this morning, and I know she was in heat, so I already knew what my plans were going to be for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And I went out there this afternoon just to double check, and she's just hanging out over there by them. And both boys are pacing the fence, screaming their heads off, and she's just standing there. And I'm like, come on, seriously? Like, it's a good thing I don't have close neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The next pro of owning a male goat, and it was actually the main reason why I made the decision to go ahead and get bucks, is that you don't have to take your does or your female goats off of the property to breed them. That was, if anyone listened to last fall's or the fall before's Mm -hmm. episodes, that was 
it was an ordeal. I have no other way to describe yeah. it. Like I was obsessed with having to check for signs of heat and then I would have to pack my goats up and drive them 45 minutes away. And oh my gosh, it was at the time. I have no idea how I got anything done. That was all I did was yeah. check goats behinds and drive them to dates that weren't successful. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, and it might have been because it was stressful for everybody because that is a mm-hmm. lot. That's a long drive, too. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and you got to think about how you're transporting your does, too. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have a livestock trailer. So my does were in crates in either the back of my car or in the back of our truck, which neither of those are really ideal or very comfortable for them. So, yeah, you're stressed yeah. out AF. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want it either. Mm-mm. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I don't blame them. The other thing to consider, too, if you're not going to do what they call driveway breeding, which was what you were doing, sometimes you can, like, drop your doe off for, like, a month or so at somebody's farm, or they can drop their buck off. But if you had to drop your doe off to hang out, then you might have to ask your buck's owner to milk the doe out for you. Oh, yeah. 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 So if, you know, obviously you wouldn't have to do that if it's her first time being a mama, but the third, second, third, fourth, all the other times you would have to do that. And then also the buck smell kind of makes the milk a little smell a little funky too. And it's mostly Mm -hmm. just because he's been all up on her. Oh yeah. Yeah. No privacy. So you wouldn't really want that anyway. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's another logistical thing that you'd have to work out with the buck owner maybe even have to pay extra for. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something else that you had added in here that I forgot to mention is when you're taking your does somewhere else, whether it's to breed them like by a driveway breeding, which is where you just show up, they do their thing, and then you take your doe home, (laughs) or you're leaving them there for 30 days, you're exposing your herd to the risk of disease every time you leave your farm with them. And I don't say that to like fear monger or make you afraid to like always leave your farm. But it's just something to be aware of so that you can plan accordingly, you know, test your goats often any farm you go to, ask them to test their goats and and look at the results and make sure that they actually are legit Mm -hmm. and negative, things like that. So having a buck on hand keeps you from having to go through all of that. Yeah. Kind of less work for you in the long run on that end. It's like you're making trades. Yes. (laughs) Like you said, what do you want to put up with? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the best pro of them all is that you basically have baby goats on demand. Kind of. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's easier to plan if your buck's there all the time. And baby goats are just freaking adorable. And seeing newly birthed baby goats just never gets old. Or at least it hasn't for me. And I've had, I think, it's about two or three years now. Almost three years of being present for that. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. And that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah. I mean, that is the goal. I've only had one birth here on the farm, but it was amazing. I'll never forget it. And I'm knocking on wood and crossing all my fingers that I'll end up (laughs) with more this year. My bucks are pretty young, so it's possible that they aren't quite fully functional yet, but that's okay. But they're practicing. They are practicing their little hearts out. It is (laughs) the most adorable little thing you've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
So what has been your favorite part of having goats? Uh, butt goats, Sam. Have you? Do you have any favorite parts? Like to end this on a really high note, or are, are they just kind of tolerable? Um, you're asking me during rut season, so that is like really hard to pick. It's true, but I will say that Loki, aka Tudors, he lived in the house. I got him when he was like a week old, so he lived in the house for a while. So even though he grosses me out right now and kind of pisses me off sometimes and is super strong so I can't control him, he's, I mean, he was in the house and he wore a little outfit. So there's that. And then Waffles was, came out of Maya and she was the first goat kid on our farm. So that, they're just very special goats because of kind of the journey with them. So that's what I like about it right now. Mm. Mm, they stink <laughs> and they're rude <laughs> what about they you are. they are rude they're very pushy so my goats are still really young so I think that our rut issues haven't really hit us yet like oh wait till next year they stink yeah they stink <laughs> but mine are also still really tiny so I can control yeah. them really easily still so I'm not having to deal with any of those things but I think my favorite part is just their faces they're so handsome like Mm -hmm. they're they've got this adorable little like side part with the they look so dapper (laughs) and their little beards coming in and then their little I call them their derp face when they do that it's the the smelling I'm gonna pronounce it wrong I think it's the Fleischmann response Yeah, I mean, there's a, or the Fleeman response. I always get it wrong, but that's what that is. They're using their mouth olfactory organs to smell things easier. And that's what that lip. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, it does. It has a name. I just called it a dirt face. Yeah. That's also sounds easier to pronounce. <laughs> it is. It's way easier to pronounce. I'm pretty sure it's the Fleeman response. Next episode, we'll follow up on that and correct myself if I'm wrong. And when they do their little blubber, like, (laughs) it's the best. It's like a really low, grumbly gobble, essentially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So to wrap this up, I think whether you get bucks or not is it's a really personal choice that feeds into what your farm goals are and what you are personally able to take on and manage. At yes. this time. <laughs> yes. The holiday season is upon us and it's super easy to forget the basic things like making sure your hens and roos have their grublies on tap for their grublies happy hours and they're not about to run out. But Grubly Farms has you covered. They have a subscription program that allows you to have full control on when you schedule your refills. You also save 10% every time. They always ship free and if you need to you can skip or cancel quickly and easily this means that you won't ever have to worry about running out of these usa farm-grown oven-dried chicken snacks that give your chickens an extra boost of calcium and protein to get them through their molt and promote stronger eggshells the fda has actually approved grublies as a healthy feed ingredient woohoo Order your chickens the official chicken snack of the We Drink and We Farm Things podcast by going to grublyfarms.com. 
Trust us, your chickens will be clucking about how thankful they are for Grublies. And you can use code DRINKINFARM20 to get 20% off your first order. And if you opt into the subscription option, you can still use the code to get 20% off your first order. And then the next subscription order will be 10% off. All right. So we got some kind of bittersweet news, guys. We do. All all good things must change, right? Tis yes. the season for changing. We just had daylight savings time. So let's throw another wrench at you guys. Daylight savings time. I'm drinking a pumpkin beverage and a Christmas mug. Your chickens are <laughs> molting and your bucks are peeing all over themselves. So yeah. what we're going to do, well, I guess what we're not going to do after today's episode is have even corner in the regular episodes. I know you're probably saying what the clock, what's going on, but don't worry. We're going to both have can't evens in our monthly mini-sodes. So we'll be sharing our can't evens while we're sharing your can't evens. And don't worry. I know we've been using can't even corner for a lot of personal stuff lately too, We'll just make sure that gets into the regular episode somehow. Maybe we'll circle a whole episode around something that we experienced and just dive a little deeper or do a dive bar. Yeah. So it's not really going away all the way. We're just restructuring our podcast episode structures just a teensy bit. Yeah, we're going to try this on and see how it fits. Our episode lengths have just been a little too long. They are harder to edit. They cost more money to edit. They take up more space when they are super long. And so this will allow us to fit within what our budget and current constraints allow us to have. So I don't know, maybe we'll do a stretch goal to bring them back or something one of these days. (laughs) Yeah, go over and sign up for our Patreon if you're like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Go to patreon.com slash farm and sign up to be a patron. You can do that starting at $2 a month, but really you want to do the $5 a month one because you get a lot more stuff if you do that. For sure. Um, so yeah, then we can afford to pay our lovely employees more money. Yeah. So we can have longer episodes. Because... <laughs> This thing does not happen without our team. That is no. for sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Max and Katie. <laughs> yes, thank you. But we aren't going to leave you hanging entirely. We're going to do one more this week, and then we'll make that switch. We just thought the timing was good with the holidays. We're about to get into some really holiday-themed episodes, too. And we kind of want a little break ourselves, if we're being mm-hmm. totally honest. Yeah, it's true. But Bev... What's your last regular episode can't even this week? My last regular episode can't even is a doozy. Oh. A rare penis plant in the Netherlands just bloomed for the first time in over two decades. I feel like there are so many jokes there that I can't pick one. Yes, it is correct. Oh my god. Okay, I... (laughs) I'll make sure sh- I'll make sure we put this one of these pictures <laughs> into the YouTube so you guys can't see it. But you guys need to click on this and look at this plant. Holy wow! Yeah, I mean it's huge, right? Yes. I mean, and phallic. This is definitely a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So in the Netherlands, 
There is a plant, it's super rare, and it grows into a tall phallic shape. It's called the penis plant. And this is actually the only the third time that this species has flowered in Europe since 1997. Wow. Yeah, so it's kind of a big deal. And that's according to the University of Leiden's <laughs> Botanical Garden. This particular penis plant is six years old. And the scientific name for it is, Karen from Just Grow Something Podcast is going to correct this for me later, <laughs> Amorphophallus Sylvia. I just had to say it because of the Amorphophallus, because that's in the name Phallus. of the scientific name for the plant. This plant was cultivated by a garden volunteer, and they first noticed the flower bud around mid-September. And it took a little over a month, and the bud has become about half a meter tall, which is about three feet. And the narrow stem of it is reaching up about two meters, which is around six feet high. So, like, that, it, just to give it some scale, this is a huge plant, guys. And there are very few botanical gardens that have this plant in their collection. Um, so that makes it pretty rare. This plant is native to the tropical rainforest of Indonesia, so it requires a very warm and humid growing environment. And so it's kind of difficult to grow in Europe. So that's sort of why this was newsworthy. <laughs> but in case anyone's wondering, and this just felt so on topic for this episode, it emits a terrible pungent odor. <gasps> kind of like rotting flesh. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and that smell is what helps gardeners predict whether the plant is going to flower. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So there's some more information about the plant in the article that's going to be in the show notes. So go check it out. I had no idea that this plant was a thing, but I saw it and I just like couldn't even because it's just a good reminder that we are not the only people with the humor of a middle <laughs> schooler. <laughs> yeah, some scientists named that plant with yes. the word phallus in it. Yeah. They sure did. So if anyone says that you can't be smart and have a weird sense of humor, they are not correct. <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong, sir or ma'am. <sighs> All right. So what is your can't even this week? So my can't even is that I'm super excited that I have finally put in my perennial bulb garden. I ordered the stuff from Michigan bulb back in August and I just got it all like they <laughs> I spent a lot of money but it came in four shipments there's one more coming with like just a couple things but I got all kinds of tulips I got some peonies I got geraniums I got wildflowers I got this really cool thing that'll like be like a wall of flowers and they're purple so I one of the beds that I had this year where I had all my pumpkin well all my cucumbers and little pumpkins I ripped all that out and cleaned it up I knew I was gonna put my flower garden there because I want it for the bees and stuff and the, it'll bloom spring through late summer with all the different stuff I have in there and obviously it'll come back every year hopefully I knew that was going to be there, and my little dog, you probably guys, you guys probably never heard her or saw her, because she's super grumpy the last, like, five years, and these two numbskulls that are in here with me all the time are obnoxious, but she died in mid-October while I had COVID, like, seriously, guys, like, 
So I put her in there. So she has her own full-blown flower garden now. So I love that so yeah. much. That's such a great tribute to her. Yes. So Aww. I don't know what I'll do. I, I can't do a flower garden for every <laughs> dead dog. <laughs> But she was small enough that she was a little chihuahua mix, so she was small enough that she just kind of fit in there okay. But yeah, so I thought that was super cool to do that, and then I probably planted like between 100 and 150 bulbs in there. Oh, Because some of them, like, you just need two-inch spacing. Mm-hmm. But the peonies need a little more. So she's got a, what is it, a sorbet peony, like right by her, and then some daffodils, too. Oh, I yes. love that. On top of a bunch of stuff. So hopefully it looks really good, and then I'll have lots of pictures next year to put on the Instagram and just have some cut flowers, too. So yeah, That'll I'm super nice. excited about it. But the main reason that I wanted to bring it up was I probably did that with the weeding and stuff. It probably took me like three hours. But what made the planting part a lot faster was I have this auger drill attachment so some of the bulbs needed to go down like six inches. So this thing was just super easy to use to make holes. And then I even like just really quick for the stuff that didn't need to be as deep or could be densely planted, just made like a little row with it. So it was super cool. So we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes. So if you all want one for next year, <laughs> I highly recommend it. You have one, too, or something similar, right? I do. Mine is a little shorter and a little smaller because it's just for, like, plant starts was what I got mine for. And it worked so well. That was how I planted my corn patch and my Mm. pumpkin patch in just, like, about an hour and a half. Yeah. Was I had help and I had that to drill all the holes. (laughs) Yes. We're here to make things easier. And this is not an expensive tool either. I It was mm-hmm. under 20 bucks. So it's so worth the money in my opinion. So make sure you guys check that out. Yeah, definitely check it out because it's totally worth it for sure. All right. So make sure you're sending us your can't evens. The best way to do that is to put them into our Facebook group. Or if you're not in our Facebook group and you don't want to be in Facebook group and you don't want anything to do with Facebook or meta or whatever it's going to be called, you can also email those to us at drinkenvironment@gmail.com. We will add those in and we will for sure see it if it comes to our email. Most definitely. And be sure and leave us a review. We read one Apple podcast review on the podcast per week, or we will play your review if you would like to call our Drink and Farm phone number and leave your review in a voicemail. Both of those will get you entered into a drawing uh, for an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. So you definitely want to do that. So no new review this week. So go leave us one because tis the new month. Mm Mm-hmm. We've already done two episodes. There's a few more. So your chances are pretty good for winning. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. And I know we've already mentioned our Patreon, but I want to say one more thing about the $5 level. We have a series called Straight No Chaser. It drops every Monday. It's super quick, like five to ten minutes. And we shoot it to you straight with a fun topic and try to keep it pretty factual. But we also have our opinions Be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen because this helps more people like you find us. 
And while you're listening to us, you can share that you're listening to us over on your Instagram in your stories. And if you do that, tag us at Drink and Farm. We're going to send you a promo code just for that episode. That'll give you a percentage off in our merch shop. And you want that with all the holiday stuff. Be sure to take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to anything that we discussed in this episode, a survey to tell us how we're doing, all of our social media goodness and our merch. You can access our show notes by going to drinkandfarm.com slash 179. That will take you straight to all those awesome links. So that's it, guys. And I have doggy MMA happening behind me. <laughs> I knew when I reconfigured my office, this was gonna happen. It so looks just, good, though. Just another like reason new. for you to, like, log in and check us out on youtube sometime (laughs) Mm -hmm. so until next time drink farm and give zero clucks (laughs) bye guys bye we drink things we farm things